0: everybody. My name is Garrett Hoddle and I am on Podcast Architects. Today I'm joined with Jose Serra at the end here with the Executive Director for Secondary Education with Laredo ISD and right in the middle here we have James O'Meara, the Dean of the College of Education here at Texas A&M International University. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of what we're going to talk about today, both of you guys I got to ask you, you have different accents. We're here in Laredo, Texas. Where are you guys from?
1: Well, I'll go to Joe first. Where are we from, Joe? I'm here from Laredo. You know, born from and raised, Laredo, yeah. mm-hmm. born and
0: raised. Born and raised right here in Laredo. Uh, I'm from San Antonio, Texas, and we were talking earlier uh, some of the people we've interviewed today about uh, uh, how similar, like uh, San Antonio and Laredo, are. When you tell somebody, "Hey, I'm going to Laredo," they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's around the corner, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like down the street, even though it's a few hours drive." <laughs>
1: And well, I'm a little bit further down the street. I, I I can t- I'm I can the international tell. part of Tammy. I'm from Australia. <laughs> I, can tell. Melbourne. I, I
0: had to ask because maybe somebody sitting on the other side of the camera was going to go, where's he from?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they always do. Sometimes they say Canada, sometimes they say Britain, and I say, no, <laughs>
0: Australia. Um, so let's start. Can I call you Joe? Yes. Was yes, it? yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm <none> <laughs> Paul. And I'm James. <laughs> Joe and James. So... Your title, Executive Director for Secondary Education. It sounds kind of wonky to somebody sitting at
2: home. What do you do? Uh, I oversee the middle schools and high schools for our district. You know, I am responsible and accountable for the job that our high school principals and assistant principals do at their campuses. So I troubleshoot, you know, calls that come in from parents, community, you know, and or teachers, you know, within the district. You know, So my job is to visit, provide support and mentor you know, our uh, administration.
0: With uh, Laredo ISD? With Laredo ISD, correct. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, especially being here, that you do um, maybe work in coordination with uh, the university in some way, form or fashion. Or, I mean, obviously, you guys are a community, so there's going to be an impact with the work you do and the people that um, say uh, have kids or, or work for Laredo ISD and the work they do here. Well,
2: I think that, you know, with, uh, we have a strong partnership with our university, and it dates back to when it was Laredo State University. You know, so our district has been working with the university uh, since an inception. So uh, one of the things that we built, you know, we actually built a high school adjacent to the university, you know, walking distance. We have an early college here that belongs to the district. On the grounds of TAMIU because of the opportunities we want to afford our students in partnership with. Now, one of the things that we're working is growing our own teachers. You know, having uh, a little bit of say so, and how teachers are being prepared to go back to our high schools or middle schools, elementaries. So, I think that you know that partnership has opened doors to better prepare our teachers or candidates at the university.
0: And, and that kind of ties into like the first question that we're going to hit, hit here. Uh, before we get to that. James, can I call you James? <laughs> I think you're just Okay, yeah, is that yeah, a, okay. a problem? <laughs> yeah. Dean. Dean. That's in your title. Kind of Go makes right. the eyes pop. Tell me, uh, Dean College of Education, what do you do? You're almost
1: like the CEO of the college. So my main role is actually to get out of the way of folks. We've got a really talented group of faculty and an amazing partner here with LISD. So what I do is create connections and then just watch the magic happen.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a nice way to put it. And talking about making the magic happen, working with Laredo ISD and the university here, can you guys tell me about teacher candidates' performance expectations with both Laredo ISD and here with the university?
1: I think the strength of our partnership is listening to our partners. So we talked a little bit about what Laredo Ready means, Laredo ISD Ready means. So what do we expect of our candidates? You know,
2: we we at the end of the day, you know, usually it takes. Anything from three to five years to get a great teacher you know and uh, we consider them great when they're proficient. you know if you look at a teacher evaluation, you know we usually start with teachers needing improvement, getting their feet wet, but then as they develop you know and, uh, and that usually happens in their second year of teaching. You know, so by the time they get to their third year of teaching, they're proficient. You know, so we would hope that the university, in partnership with some of the input that we have, you know, gets them to that level. And, again, you know, one of the things really we're fortunate that our candidates get support from the university even through their first year of teaching. And there's that communication between the university and the school. So, you know, I think that that has strengthened the program at the university, enticing candidates to stay the course, because at the end of the day, you know, that we were having so many opportunities for candidates to become teachers.
0: What's been remarkable just, were at least to me, in like the short time that I've been here and the people that I've talked to that have worked with both the university and Laredo ISD, is if if I didn't have their titles in front of me and it said exactly what they did or who they worked for, I would think that they all work together. You guys sitting here, I mean, it seems like you work <laughs> in the same office almost with how friendly you are. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, your interaction, maybe on a day-to-day, weekly basis with Laredo ISD or the university? I know that can sound kind of broad.
1: One of the things is we're st- we've on a transformation journey together. And this journey has been taking place the last three years. And I love this concept that Branch Alliance, uh, which is our partner, our external partner, they said we've got to transform from a handshake to a huddle. So it's not just signing an MOU and saying, let's agree to cooperate. We actually huddled together, so respecting the, the rhythm of the district, we huddled probably once, once a semester, maybe twice a semester, to start to look at things. Initially, it was around the coursework. How aligned is our coursework to the expectations of Laredo Ready? And so the deans of instruction came in and they looked at our syllabi and they said, this is good. We'd love it if you tweaked this. And so that was the initial huddle. And now we're saying to huddle around clinical experience and field experiences. Once you've got the theory, how do you apply that in practice? And we've, I think we have a pretty good relationship now where we can say, I like what you're saying, but I don't think that's what we're looking for here. So we've got this trust with each other.
0: I, I think that's a good way that you put it from a handshake to a huddle, too. Oh, yeah. I, anything
2: you'd like to add on that? Well, you know, we might not work in the same office or call every every day, but we're just a phone call away. So, again, you know, when it, when it comes down to we're having a meeting, can we schedule it? What does your schedule look like? And, you know, within a week, you know, we're, we're already here at the university, you know, and, and we come to the university because it's so much bigger. The parking spaces are available when we're bring, bringing our staff, our in yeah. of instruction and or the professors here. So to be able to mingle with them, to be able to sit down and actually go through some of the expectations that the university has for this candidates and what we would hope that our teachers, the skills that, you know, that we want them to possess by the time they finish.
1: A couple of specific examples. Sure. We wanted to understand what a first-year teacher experience was like, and so the team at LISD invited us down to their new teachers' academy. So we went down to a local school and watched the new teachers' academy to see what was the difference between what we thought was ready and what the district actually needed. And then a couple of months, about a month ago, we, we had this great experience with mixed reality simulations where the deans came out and they were in this mixed reality classroom to see the deans on, a, on the stage showing this is what proficient teaching looks like. These are the teachers that, as you would say, walk on water, and they did an amazing job in a really amazing experience where these children were challenging the deans. They went back to their fundamental five, and the focus was on learning, and that's really what we're trying to achieve here, keep the focus on learning.
0: Well, that sounds really interesting and also unique, but uh, maybe to somebody that hasn't been in uh, y'all's shoes, how unique is that type of um, experience compared to, say, other universities and colleges You know, just down the road.
1: This is why I love these guys. Like Laredo, like you could say it's at the border. Really, it's the frontier. It's at the frontier. Laredo ISD embraces innovation. And so this is one of the first of its kind in the country to try mixed reality simulation with teacher preparation. And front and center is Laredo ISD leading the way.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of something like that, mixed reality simulation and the experience you just described with students well, challenging
1: the deans <laughs> well imagine you've got a puppeteer <laughs> was in georgia you had a dean in laredo talking about a difficult concept of migration and throughout the le- experience you can elevate the the behavior levels of the students so the first one was a pretty well behaved student but that last one really a really bit more
2: challenging <laughs> <that> <laughs> well the beauty is that you know you they, you start teaching and looking at some of the expectations because in theory Many times, you know, in order to be able to catch a student's attention, you know, redirect behavior, all you need is a pro- proximity approach. You know, get close to them; they start settling down. Yes. But when a kid challenges you, you know, with noncompliance, then they get to your frustration level. So before we put a teacher or a candidate in front of kids where they would maybe say do something that it's inappropriate, then you know, check yourself. You know, pause it. What are some of the recommendations that some of the experienced uh, practitioners? are experiencing so that you know you can come back and redirect behavior, engage the students in the lesson. So this in itself opens doors for our candidates to be better prepared than once they set foot in their on, on the classroom. Uh,
0: yeah, it sounds almost like m- maybe if I if I was running things I would be a little bit hesitant or somebody in that type of position to embrace something like this, this new type of programme, but it seems like you guys are
1: go for it. Well I can I can <laughs> tell you a year ago I would have heard Jose, but I really wouldn't have understood what he was talking about. Not because of a language barrier. We just spoke a different language. What I just heard then, that proximity in his fundamental five, that's the power zone. Get into the power zone. And there's the head go. I saw there was times where the children were misbehaving. That's recognise and reinforce. I hear what you're saying, Joe. Now let's get back to migration. And then this notion of keeping the focus on the objective right at the start. And so it helps us understand that, this is what good teaching is like. And you know you're getting close when I can hear Joe speak and actually understand why he's using the terms that he's speaking. And that's that's really the expectations we want. we're A common language, a common purpose, and a common goal.
0: Mm-hmm. And that kind of gets back to we have a, a couple things, that i got to make sure that we hit here. And you guys have already talked a little bit about uh, um, some of this, but if you guys can elaborate, and either one of you are going to be able to, to chip in on this, Elaborate, if you could, for me, Jose, on Laredo ISD's disposition to provide Texas A&M International University teacher candidates classroom-based opportunities so they can develop and assess their understanding of pre-K through 12th grade curriculum knowledge and materials. I know that's kind of a long, <laughs> long drawn-out question.
2: The process normally is you do a block one where you start going into the schools, finding out, you know, what they teach, how they teach, you know, and then you go into your block, two where you actually start getting hands-on experiences, you know, planning of lessons, being engaged in the lesson planning, you know, the, uh, we call it the teeks you know, which is what students are supposed to be able to to perform, but in order to be able to do that, you need to unpack those, unpacking the teeks is what are the skills necessary for a student to be able to carry on geometry, addition, multiplication, you know, um, writing a complete a a thesis sentence and things of that nature. So uh, by providing them and getting involved in the planning process, now they can start developing lessons that will engage students. And then when they get to their block three, they're actually in charge of not only planning, preparing and delivering the lesson, and at that point in time, that's where our mentors and the university mentors actually provide feedback. And I think that that's probably the most important part, the feedback, the immediate timely feedback to see what are areas of opportunity and what are some of the areas that we need continue to refine because the candidates are are there?
0: And it, it seems like that's kind of tying into the the next point that we were going to hit was uh, the protocols for um, university teacher candidates that the district has as well, uh, field based evaluation, uh, those type of protocols. Am I correct on that?
2: Yes. You know, and and again, you know. Uh, through the university, they prepare the kids. We come to an understanding, and they'll ask for candidates to be placed, you know, among any of our campuses. So one of the things that uh, that is unique is that it doesn't matter what the students are coming up with. You know, it could be a music. We have music programs that we will take some of our student candidates to be able to do some of that work. You know, and um, so I think that the protocols are, you know, make sure that they're ready, cleared. And ready to be in our campuses.
0: Yeah, and, and we kind of hit like the three m- major topics that we were, were going to, uh, that we had listed here that we were going to cover. Uh, one thing, especially in the, the first round of interviews that we were talking about um, earlier with people from both the RADO ISD and the university, was this partnership and how the Things that were being done here in Laredo by both uh, the school district and the university were really cutting edge, not only in getting the new generation of teachers ready and incentivizing the job of being a teacher, but also evaluating. Would you guys agree?
1: Oh, absolutely! If I can go. One ahead. thing about Laredo is unbelievable partners, and also humble partners. And so I want to share a story about how cutting edge this group is.
0: I'd love to. So
1: around a month ago, Saturday morning, 8.30, a bus appears at one of the local middle schools and picks up the first group of students. These are ninth graders. Thinking about being teachers, the district has provided the buses, the room, and the opportunity for them to assess their readiness to start dual credit. Why do they want to start dual credit? Well, one of the biggest barriers for teachers is finances with their partnership with Laredo College, it's actually reducing the cost of tuition by up to $30,000 because the district pays for their tuition. And he w- and Mr Serta and the group wants to make sure they're ready. So we work with ACT Center for Equity. Again, first time in the country this has been done to ensure that anyone that wants to be a teacher, especially first generation, the first in their family, they're gonna be ready. And they go through the district, through ninth grade, 10th grade, And then straight across to Tamayu, and then back into the school district to be employed as teacher aides. So they're learning and earning, again, to reduce that financial barrier. The grow your own pathway that starts from ninth grade, then up to being employed by the district while learning, then graduating and going back into the district. I've never seen anything as sophisticated as what LISD is planning.
2: Well... You know, we we actually started and partnered up with the Adelante program as well. Exactly. So now we have incoming eighth graders that have identified or shown an interest in becoming teachers. So as early as eighth grade, we're already putting them in a career path so that by the time they get to high school, they're already en route to making sure that they get the dual credit courses they need in order to become teachers in whatever field they're interested. Now, if at the end of the day they decide not to go into the teaching field, well, at least they have two years of college under their belt by time they leave high school.
1: And this, this is a really important word. Very few Spanish words I know well, but the word I love is juntos. And that's, it's, some people say that's collaboration, but in Laredo, that's a stewardship. There's this stewardship of the, the future teachers from eighth grade, we've got your back. And we're gonna give you the support you need, these experiences so you will be successful. And that again, the, the duty of care from LISD from eighth grade all the way through this wraparound support for success—that's that's why they're an A-grade school
0: district. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, is this something unique here to Laredo, or will I find this at other school district, other school districts, other communities across the state?
2: I would venture to say there are very few and far in between, you know, uh, schools or districts that are partnering up with their four-year institutions, you know, to do the- this at uh, students in the seventh, eighth grade. You know, normally you get them in the 10th, 11th grade when students are already taking some of the college courses and not necessarily preparing them to come in as freshmen and already start doing dual credit courses.
0: And I, I mean, I, it sounds like from what you described me, I, you're kind of going to answer this question, but um, is it easier to become a teacher today than it was, say, 10, 20 years ago?
2: No, uh, I think that, you know, the challenges, and, and I'm not talking the financial uh, aspects of it. I'm just talking the rigorous coursework that they need to t- uh, take, the preparedness that they need to have, and then, you know, getting certified by the state of Texas, you know, to be a content area teacher and or a generalist, you know, where you can teach three, four different subjects at a, an elementary or middle school. And, uh, and I, I think that uh, sometimes uh, some of the responsibilities and accountability, you know for teachers through our state assessments you know just actually put a burden you know on on teachers and sometimes you know uh, I'm not going to say that the financial rewards are not there as far as salaries but again it's not the most lucrative of uh, jobs you know
0: so is it's less lucrative today to be a teacher as well would you say compared to say 10 20 years ago
2: Venture to say yes. This is my 32nd year in the Mm -hmm. district, you know, and so 32 years ago when I first started teaching, I thought it was an honor and a privilege to be a teacher, you know, for you had the parental support, the community support, and sometimes those things are not necessarily there.
0: We were talking about uh, in our previous interview how uh, today, uh, based on recent legislation that was passed, there are certain steps or certain uh, programs that are being looked at for evaluating teacher performance and then rewarding teachers based on their performance. And you mentioned earlier how maybe compared to, say, 10, 20 years ago, it's harder to become a teacher. But it sounds like when you look at here from above, you're seeing some of these hoops that you have to jump through to becoming a teacher. You could find the pathway here, and you could also sort of find – uh, maybe uh, a pathway to where the, the job of becoming a teacher and being a good teacher is becoming more lucrative. A- am I sort of right? Am I kind of seeing the, the uh, uh, I guess, the bright spot? There's that? some
1: bright spots here. And just to put in context, so being in a Hispanic-serving school district, one of the requirements our teachers have to have is bilingual certification. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the barriers or the challenges, a typical elementary teacher in the Rado. Five certification exams of five hours each, up to five hours each, just to be wow. employable. Mm-hmm. Now, we're also opening up or looking at the idea of uh, master teacher status through the legislation. Now, that does create the potential in some school districts to add an extra twenty, thirty thousand dollars. So you could you could have a teacher in Laredo earning up to eighty, ninety thousand dollars, which is a in this city that's that's a, that's a fantastic wage without leaving the classroom. And when you start to think about teaching as a pathway to mobility, and this is why we talk a lot about the first generation teacher, if you're coming out of a household of $30,000 and you're returning to that household as part of an intergenerational family living in that house with another 90000 now the household income's is 120000 and you've probably got three or four little brothers, sisters, nieces who are watching that contribution, that's the shift. That's why we, our promises, or the commitment we make, when we look at a teacher and say, this person is being admitted into the College of Ed, we're guaranteeing access. We provide the support for success. And the third one, we support them all the way through because we want mobility. Access and success without mobility is just dead. And this is where this partnership and stewardship is so important.
0: One thing that I think is probably important to address, say that there's somebody that maybe sees this, that lives here in Laredo, that is thinking about becoming a teacher. And evaluating other career uh, choices as well, what what would you want to tell them?
2: Um, I would say that you know one of the things that's lucrative about becoming a teacher is the job security, you know. And then again, you know, if uh, a lot of the obstacles or barriers that had existed, you know, years ago, you know, to become a teacher are now l- less because of the partnerships that we have, not only through the district, but through the university, that it's more accessible to be able to go through those programs, you know, for becoming teachers, you know, because now, you know, some students would have issues passing a college entrance exam. Well, now through some of the programs that we have, and I'm going to say partnerships through the university, by the time the kids come into the ninth grade, some of those TSI requirements, college entrance exams, they'll be out of the way because they provide a support system for them to be successful. So now those partnerships bring down some of those barriers that existed in the past. So it's not easy, but easier to uh, to navigate
1: the pathway to becoming a teacher now. Mm-hmm. And you know that something's working in terms of employers of choice. You've probably heard all the language around 50% of teachers leave the profession within the fi- first five years. The annual turnover rate in the districts is around seven percent. Seven. And we have around uh, graduates, around 80 percent of our graduates five years on are still in the profession. And then there's this whole trend of teachers after having families returning back to the districts. So there's something happening here where you either want to start a career and when you finish with your family commitments you want to rejoin that district. So that is something I think that's a real testament to the district. There's a work environment And I think the city contributes this as well. The the students and the families work together. They want something better for their children, and they realize that teachers are one of the key drivers in that success or that next step. Um,
0: Yeah, and I I know it could sound kind of uh, maybe generic or maybe somebody might say cheesy, but, I I mean, I, I find it kind of fascinating just the relationship between the district and the university that you guys care so much about the whole pathway. And, I mean, even going back to the middle school and to the high school level, how it all seems connected and you can see this track of where uh, you're developing students to teachers, going through the whole process and really caring about uh, what they do. Even people that, say, are you know working in a different job field for 20 years and want to become a teacher later on, it, it just seems kind of fascinating. And maybe there's something you want to add about Well, on there's
1: that. there's that. The support that the, 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 the district gets and also making some of the people believe is I think one of the most important amazing stories I ever heard was a student actually from LISD that she took her exam and what happens is the university gets the results before the student and our testing certification said congratulations you you passed your test and she hadn't got a result she said sorry you must have the wrong person there's no way I could have passed my test and then that night when the exams came in he emailed again did you get your results she said yes but I'm scared to tell my mother because she won't believe me. I've got to print the paper off. They printed the paper off in true Laredo fashion that night, Kanea saw the barbecue, and they celebrated their daughter was a teacher. That's the pride <laughs> and the belief that's, that's awesome. happening. yeah. And that's, that, that's Laredo. I, we're getting to the point now where we can show Joe or, or any of the districts, here's the students coming through. This is the campus they came from because they'll probably go back and live in that house for the first couple of years. Tracking down to the individual, knowing them by name and need. And that's really the juntos here that we share. We, we know that person. The kids are that good here. Laredo has nine national qualifiers for this year's National Teaching Championships. Last year, they had six national champions and three others that placed in the top three in the country out of Laredo. That's testament to school districts. And that's what happens when districts and universities get together. And as I said, know every kid by name and need.
0: I know we've talked on some broad things. We've talked on some specific things. Is there anything that you're saying? Hey, Garrett, I really think that we should mention this. I really think this is something that you didn't didn't talk about that I I wish we would have. Or is there anything that we're leaving out that you say? Hey, I think this is important to be mentioned or included. Again, I know that's a broad question, so there might not be an answer there. But I do I do need to put it to you guys.
2: I think that you know one of the most important things is that a sense of community that you know both institutions have. That you know at the end of the day. Uh, and I'm going to mention the other district. You know, we do partner up. We also have a collab- collaborative uh, partnership with the other district here in, in Laredo. And uh, one of the things is that at the end of the day, it's about community, you know, making sure that our community is well served uh, through well-prepared candidates to go back and teach our students in the community. And, uh, and the, the lines that divide the districts are know from here to where you're sitting right now so you know your stu- your children could come to my campus even though they belong to a different district and then because we employ people that live within the city you know we have students from all over the community so I think that that uh, working relationship and the uh, sense of community and belonging I think that uh, merits you know that it be talked about because at the end of the day you know we walk away in different directions but we go back to the same community you know and uh, And I think that that partnership with the university and the other district has allowed and opened a lot of doors for and opportunities for all our students in the community.
1: Yes, sir. That's a great point that Joe raises. We talk about Laredo as a city. We're actually talking about now Laredo as a learning city where the learning never stops from birth throughout life. When we think about Laredo, and most people, when they think about Laredo, they think of trucks, they think of heat, they think of all these things, what's going on with the border? What they don't think about is across those school districts, two A grade school districts. We've got the highest concentration of blue ribbon schools in the country per capita. We've got a number one community college, a top 10 ranked university, and that's because of the teachers and these partnerships. So we talk about Laredo, not about Laredo ISD United, it's Laredo and working together because our parents want something better for our children and our children deserve nothing
0: less. Uh, I I think you guys hit the nail on the head when it comes to stories about, you know, community. And I I mean, one of the most important things, too, about community is seeing people participate, seeing both of you guys participate in the jobs that you do. I want to thank you for that. And uh, for anybody sitting at home, if you'd like any more information on some of the programs or anything that we've discussed, just head online or visit the links that we have on our website.